Beast High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name is Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 22 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 22 starts out with... Darbus announcing that Juilliard is sending representatives to observe their performance and ends with Miss Darbus calling Miss McKessie to the front of the stage. Oh, I don't know about you, but this is minute 22. Ah, of course. I heard that was a good bathroom song for the Taylor Swift concert. Oh. Just like, eh, yeah, I'm over this one. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's kind of interesting that she did play. I mean, she was playing every song was... From what I understood. (laughs) Every song that she's ever recorded. She was doing songs from all the eras. No, I know, but the goal over the course of the entire tour was to do every song. At some point, do every song, yeah. Yeah. I do like it when artists do that. Although you never know when you're going to get saddled with the... The bad The deep, deep bad song. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, well, why did it have to be that song at the one I was at? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's happened to me at a couple shows for some some bands but i've also seen them many many times where for like taylor i feel like people are spending so much like i don't know not gonna go there but um (laughs) darbus does a very cute reveal during this minute she has her stage hands release a velvet curtain that they have over Over the seats the the seats that are are already reserved for the juilliard representatives and they're not in the first row they're a couple rows back for that ideal viewing experience and Uh, they're in the aisle too which you know is just polite (laughs) in case they need to leave because it's so god awful (laughs) or in case they get there late because they're so busy but darbus doesn't understand so she's so excited for them she's like good luck to our four applicants and troy also starts laughing he kind of tails into the end of his friend's laughter and is like, okay, who's the big comedian? <laughs> Funny joke, guys. All right, here we go. But it is true. It's like, who did they send in a full college application from Troy Bolton to Juilliard? I guess... That's a false identity kind of thing. <laughs> like, is Darby's going to go to jail? <laughs> she better. Um, I think... I think Mr. Shu from Glee is the most dastardly high school teacher from a show, but I think Ms. Darbus is a close second. She belongs not around the children. I don't... I mean, I think she could have definitely done it differently. <laughs> but she, I don't... She clearly doesn't really like kids that much. Like, it's, no. it's unclear why she's a teacher. Yeah, there's that part, I think, more so than, like, she does have... I mean, she wants a different path for Troy that Troy is obviously not aware of. <laughs> she wants Troy to do things her way and not her fa- his father's way. But yeah, it is really like, oh, I guess the other thing I was going to say is like, I guess it this might slightly predate the like, all college applications are all online. Like, yeah. you can send in a paper packet. And like, she probably has most of his information just like available as school records. Yeah, I guess maybe she's like his advisor, like his homeroom teacher. Maybe she even wrote, she had like obligatory write a college recommendation or something, or maybe she's been working closely with his guidance counselor to like help get through some of these things. So she just like went, hey, make an extra copy of that and I'll send it to Juilliard. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and this is definitely before, like, although maybe not before Common App. I just, I don't, I don't know. No, Common App probably did exist, but it probably wasn't universal yet. Yeah. And I'm sure somewhere like Juilliard didn't yeah. do that. Have, yeah, have to have a sort of a separate, separate thing that you're going for there. But Troy... It- Honestly, it says he's like I don't. I didn't I've apply. Never, I've never heard of this place, <laughs> which honestly fair, because like I think it's something different for us growing up on the East Coast, going to shows and things to have heard of Juilliard, but like he lives in the Southwest and has been focused on <laughs> basketball. For the majority of his life, it makes sense that he's probably never heard of Juilliard, and that's fair. It's one of those things It's like he's probably heard the name at some point in his life, but, but he wasn't listening. Or, and there was no connection to anything meaningful. It's like that thing of like when you finally learn what a new word means and then you start hearing it everywhere and you're yeah. like, wait a second. Has it been around me this whole time? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, it makes sense for his confusion. I, I think he's responding in a not completely appropriate way, I would say. I don't know. Like, well, this for is him like to call we talk- out Darbus in the way that he is. It's like what we were talking about in the last minute. It's like, in a way, it seems like Troy actually seemed pretty set about the basketball thing. Like, he hadn't applied to... Maybe maybe he didn't know that there were options for going to college for singing and dancing and acting. But it seemed like if he was, like, really passionate about it, he would have, like... At some, yeah, at some point in the last year, move forward with it. Or if, a he's, bit. if he's as good of friends with Kelsey as he says he is, he probably would have heard her talking about her letter. Or if he's as good of a singer as he apparently is, someone would have said, Troy, listen to me. You must. Yeah, it's interesting that Darvis is like, yeah, you may never have heard of Juilliard, but they've heard of you. And Sharpay makes a <laughs> great face in the background. She is annoyed. Well, initially, initially she does a face palm when he says he hasn't heard of it. And then Darvis says the has the chiasma of like you haven't heard of Juilliard, but Juilliard has heard of you, and yes. Do you think they're named like Juilliard? Is there uh, an I don't know what the etym- etymological, but for names, is in relation to Juliet, like the name Juliet, like Romeo and Juliet? Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm sure it's just Juilliard. <laughs> But Juliet like, being traditionally a first name. Well, no, but like then there's Juliet. Like, I assume they all stem from Julius or Julius. Yeah, the, the Julian clan. You know, yeah. Julius Caesar, tying all the way back to Aeneas's son Ascanius, who also went by the name. But you know what I mean. Like, and I'm sure there is some like root connection in naming convention. Yeah, they all come from the general Latin of Julius in general, I yeah. guess. But that that doesn't necessarily carry much meaning with it. It's not like Julius. I don't know. As far as I know, I've never learned that, like, actually, Julius secretly means grapefruit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Well, this is the this is because um, some people will tell you the fun fact that Cicero means chickpea, which it does. It d- yeah, so <laughs> it's also a name. Like Rapunzel means lettuce. <laughs> so Darbus is like, I don't care. We're moving on. 
Like, yes, Troy, they're coming. They know about you. This is happening. (laughs) And I need you all to dig deep because we're going to be revealing truth. Well, she walks across the stage and says, think about your aspirations. Yeah. Yeah, she she like wants <laughs> and your future. Yeah, she's like, all right, we're gonna be digging deep. Think about yourself, your future, and your aspirations. <laughs> Condra did a hand gesture. You guys just didn't see it. Yeah, she did it too. So just watch the minute, and that's what I did. Just watch the movie, and then and then don't even bother listening to the podcast. Just watch the movie. You'll get it. <laughs> so. She has. She asks them to line up downstage, which they all know what to do. So even Taylor and Chad and Jason and Zeke, who have not been in a musical before, it's almost like they're forming a chorus line. Hey. <laughs> um, Allison Reed was in the movie of Chorus Line with Michael Douglas. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, a better movie or stage production would have very like specific shots of where everyone goes in this moment. And I noticed it a little bit, because Sharpay walks all the way across the stage to stand next to Darvis. Mm-hmm. And Troy just kind of walks forward to where he already was, and then other people just kind of fill in where yeah. they are. So it's Sharpay, so facing stage, it's Sharpay, Taylor, Ryan, Kelsey? It truly doesn't matter. It just like really felt like a moment where like, like one person maybe made an acting decision, but everyone else was just kind of like, eh, we'll see. But if this was like 12 Angry Men, you'd be like, oh, I see. Every single thing they do on the stage has significance. Oh, excuse me. So it's Ryan Sharpay, Taylor, Kelsey, Gabriella, Troy, Chad, Zeke, Jason. And then what they do is... You know, they line up and Miss Darvis calls Mr. Danforth forward. To talk about his future. And he says, you know, I it's U of A. a. Hoops all the way. And, and then, then he high fives Troy and, and the, the bros go, oh yeah. And Troy high fives Zeke as he gets back into line. And then Taylor gets called forward too, but we don't hear what she says no. yet. We start hearing like a little bit of like background music as if... Hmm, maybe we'll get a song. Maybe we'll get like an I want song about what all of these characters want. And it'll be like a nice ensemble number for once. Who knows? Who knows indeed. But, um, yeah, I I see this going in an interesting direction. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting take that this is their warm up. Like, think, this is their warm-up exercise. They're standing downstage and giving, not a mini monologue per se, but giving their character fact on, you know, like on the on the cast list, and it always gives, like, a little blurb about them. Like, Chad, basketball. I think there's something interesting here about, like, okay, diegetically, in-universe, these characters are making a play about themselves, and so... There must be something relatable or inherently intriguing about the sort of character dynamic between them all. This movie is setting forth the argument that there is something inherently interesting about these six characters being in a room together. What what I am presupposing is, not really? <laughs> Just because they're there doesn't mean they're interesting. They have to all have, like, wants and relationships 
And for us to be like, for us to be like really honing in on what these characters want 20 minutes into the third movie. (laughs) I mean. Creates some worry. No, because we know like Chad has expressed basketball. Taylor has had, Taylor had a monologue in the first movie. She talked about Oprah and Eleanor Roosevelt and like smart women. women. (laughs) So I think it's a reflection back of who we've already seen of them. And then we can see how their past understanding moves on into high stress, high stake decision making. This is not my favorite. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's high stakes decision making yet. Um, but. Deciding where they're going to then f- determine a good chunk of the next period of their life because however much student debt they're in or whatever path they choose to take. Like, yeah, Chad's going to U of A to play basketball. Does that mean he's also hoping to pursue professional career in basketball? Is there a good business management program he's trying to... Like, Chad is very focused on... I just don't on... think that that's what the musical's going to be about. <laughs> no, but I think that is inherently tied into the... Like, Darbus is forcing them to consider. I had this conversation with a lot with my friends in college because after deciding what you're going to do in high school, like, where you're going from high school to college or high school to whatever's next, which is valid and just as important, I think, is deciding whether or not you're actually going to do college or something else. But, like, then we would have the conversation of, like, oh, shoot, where are we going to live next? What are we going to do next? And, like, thinking about the future in that situation is also very scary. And, like, okay, now I have all this debt to also take into consideration. Or if you didn't have debt, like, is it part of, like... How is the path you've chosen on these four years or two years or six years, whatever you've chosen that path portion to be? Like, how is that going to impact the next portion of the path? I'm just saying I don't think that would make an interesting musical. No, that's (laughs) not the point of the musical. I'm talking about the rest of the movie. Yeah, like, that is vaguely what the movie's about, except now it seems like the movie is about the musical. Which is kind of the same thing as the last... Like, the last movie had this problem. was like, oh, like, Troy and Gabriella are worried about their relationship. And all of these characters are finding the fine line between, like, work and fun. Except, nope, it's just about the talent show now. And now with this movie, it's like, okay, it's it's nice for there to be a plot hook. I just don't... And, and it's interesting that the plot hook is related to their characteristics. Except it's too big of an ask. Like, like can't they be... An iota, can't they have an iota of creativity and, like, do a pretend musical that somehow, like, reflects their characters' wants and desires? They did that in the first movie. They just sang a song that was about how someone came into your life at the right time. And breaking free. (laughs) Again, but that's not, like, acting. That's just singing a song. I don't, I don't know. Like, we have somehow opposing views about this. I don't think I we don't, do. I think I, know, I, I think it's just like this movie's being too stupid for anyone's good. I think there is stuff to I think there's still a little bit more. I think I'm just tainted by disappointment from this trilogy and being like they can't set up anything that they're going to execute in an interesting way. Or in an efficient way, at least. I know we don't like using this excuse, but it is also a children's movie. 
And I think that has something to do with it, too. You are expecting a much higher quality film. I live in the animation land a lot. Where I movies mean, we are were not- just talking about Inside Out yesterday. I was like, this is a movie that both speaks to kids and has a very silly mindset, but also has a, a deep understanding of human connections and emotions. Like, But I think Inside Out is... The I think you're picking an one that is not normal. I think they're like I I mean it's the classic like you should expect better from a kids movie type uh, argument. Yeah, but also like the studios are they're I mean this one's got money put into it, but at the same time, it's, this is the one that like parents are coming to the theaters with their kids to see it. Yeah. You could, you begrudgingly, could, they don't want to go you, to this. You could put a little bit of extra heat to like make the parents walk out of the theater and go like, you know what? High School Musical 3 actually made me nostalgic or made me want to have these conversations with my future child or something like that. Like the Barbie movie, which was like, obviously did more than people were expecting in terms of like gender politics and stuff but i think what the the main thing that the barbie movie did was just open up a conversation for mothers and daughters to just talk about stuff and i don't see high school musical 3 doing that either yeah i mean it's like it's a difference between a family movie and a kids movie mhm like a kids movie is almost saying like yeah no one's going to remember it this Land past before past time the age of 9 2 through 13 <laughs> And a family movie implies, oh, the whole family is going to enjoy this together. The Iron Giant. And I think that's part of it is how much effort the studio puts in, how much they actually, like, the creativity versus the dollar. I think it's the effort that Miss Darbus is putting in. <laughs> she's, wow. She's clearly so lazy that she didn't, she didn't have she time didn't to... Wanna buy the the rights for a musical. <laughs> for Peter Pan. She just wanted to... Can you imagine Troy Bolton as Peter Pan now? <laughs> flying around Cap- the stage. Would he be Peter or would he be Captain Hook? He would be Peter. Cap- well, Captain Hook's got a good Ryan movie Ryan would role. be Captain Hook. <laughs> I think it would be better cast the other way around. No, Ryan would be a great Captain Hook. Ryan would also be a great Captain Hook. Don't get me wrong. But I think- or Sharpay would be Captain Hook and Ryan would be Smee. No. <laughs> no, I feel like Sharpay would probably be Tinkerbell or Wendy. Yeah, but <laughs> Sharpay would be so good as Captain Hook. Would be, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I think my begrudgingness is just the... You're a bit like, more of a movie snob than I am. Like I I'm said, here for a good time. <laughs> like I said, it was, like, it was interesting that we like finally got what the movie was going to be about. But then it's like, but this is what the movie's about now? <laughs> You'd rather just aimlessly wander through hours of movie. I don't like. I don't know what it's. It's like I know it when I see it, but this isn't it. Yeah, I don't know. I I get what it's trying to do in a grand scheme of things. I also have seen the whole movie, so I have that going for me. I guess I I appreciate I appreciate the idea that like they want to bring things out of all the characters and not just Troy. And so I look forward to that aspect of it. But again, I don't think they're going to land that because we're not going to get to the end of this movie and be like, wow, I feel like Zeke's character arc really came through.
or Ryan or Kelsey or, you know, one of the more secondary or tertiary characters who, like, the movie claims to be interested in but really isn't. Even Gabriella. Like, I, like what are we going to get with Gabriella out of this? Really? And we'll just have to wait and find out. Oh, boy. Should we move on to our next segment? Indeed. Cue the music. What do, you, know. what do you got? What do you got, Kondra? <laughs> so we, we're going back to a classic decom of the week. Oh, so this is a decom. A decom. Disney Channel original movie. Indeed. Some released sometime after 1998 or whatever. Yep. It is from 2000. The movie is entitled Up, Up, and Away. Oh, boy. See, 2000 is early enough where it might be like a weird, like... Um, what's the, what's the, like, horse movie with, um, the girl from X-Men? Or, or no, no, no that's ducks, like the ducks. Fly Away Home? Yeah, Fly Away Home. And what's that actress's name? Anna Paquin? Anna Paquin, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this could be, like, a Fly Away Home type, like, feel good, uh, it, <laughs> I'm glad you knew what movie I was talking about. We owned it at the, we still own it at the library, and I still don't know why we own it at the <laughs> library. Um, so it is starring, just so I can give you that. Be wild if it had Anna Paquin. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, Robert Townsend, Michael Pagan, Alex Datcher, and Sherman Hemsley. I don't trust that Michael Pagan. <laughs> He doesn't have good Christian values. But his name is Michael. Oh, ironic. <laughs> um, all right. All men, presumably, for yeah. identifying gendered names. No. Well, not all men. Three, <laughs> it's not 12 angry the men. Four, the four I list, of the four I listed, Alex was a female named character. Oh, lovely. So three dudes and a lady. <laughs> three men and a lady. So up, up and away. Up, up and away. I feel like a balloon movie seems fun. <laughs> <laughs> like a hot air balloon I movie. Wasn't that. <laughs> and I'm here for it. <laughs> it's like I don't want your life, but it's just, <laughs> Dad, I want to fly in a balloon. Can't you just let me? It's like it's like in the like Amanda show at Moody's point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Moody. <laughs> Your mom got lost, lost in a hot air balloon. balloon. That's why you can't go up in hot air balloons, Bobby. But that's what I want to do with my life, Dad. <laughs> and it's called up, up and away. <laughs> Can I just call it there? No, no. <laughs> Try to come up with something slightly. You it, you can go with a hot air balloon, but I just want a little more out of it. No, it's Rocket Boys, but with a hot air balloon. I don't know what more you want. Every what is Rocket Boys? October Sky. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> They're um, anagrams yeah. of each other. That's part of the point. Ah. They were originally going to call the movie Rocket Boys, but then they were like, we won't get all four quadrants with that. We want women to actually come see a movie, and they won't come see it if it's called Rocket Boys. So they changed it to the October's. October Sky. <laughs> Not any better. But it's like generic enough where you're like, hmm, I wonder what that movie's about. I can envision the DVD cover because <laughs> we own it. <laughs> um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Indeed. And Chris Cooper, I think, is the dad. I don't remember. 
But yeah, no, but, but whenever I think of Decal, I think it's a little bit October Scully. <laughs> Every movie is a little bit Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> setting like off it... bottle rockets. Yeah, that's a good idea. High School Musical even is like, no, Dad, I'm going to play basketball. I'm going to sing instead of play basketball. No, I'm going to do both. All right. <sighs> up, up and away. Um, the other option is it's like a goofy, like science fiction, like kind of like kind of like the one we did earlier this season about the alien. Yeah, that he falls in love. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what? What's the other? Like, what's the science fiction one from the two thousands with the? They had multiple movies. Xenon. Xenon. Girl of the twenty first century. But but it's not that either. Up up and away. Up up and away. I mean that's like a Superman phrase too ah. yeah i've never it's like it's like it's like 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 old like 50s tv superman almost but it's i don't think it's a superhero movie i would know if there was like a superhero decom you would i feel like i would i feel like i people would talk about it (laughs) like remember when disney had a superhero movie before they were cool this is 2000 this is 2000 though not 2005 but sky high. But that was later, is what I'm saying. That was 2006. That was like 2005 or six. After yeah. a couple superhero movies had come out. That's true. in the year 2000. Only like X Men had come out in '99, I think, and the Blade movies have, had come out in the '90s, which weren't really like superhero. hitting that same. Yeah. That like. It's not a Superman it's, movie. It's not. Like, it's not like for kids. It's Blade. Yeah. Uh, but up, up, and away. You gonna do hot air balloon? I mean, yeah, I want it. I want it to be about hot air balloons, <laughs> or it's about like I don't know. It's not like a skateboarding movie. I'm trying like it's not a skiing movie. We've done the skiing movie. <laughs> like what? What else would up up and away be? It'd be like astronaut camp, space yeah. camp, space camp. Um... I, I mean, space camp. The movie. This is not my original <laughs> idea, but space camp. camp space camp as a movie would be good. Other people have said that. It would be interesting. I agree. But no, yeah. Hot air balloons. I don't... <laughs> so what is your hot air balloon movie? Is it a hot air balloon race? Is it... <laughs> it's not around the world in 80 days. It's not around the world in 80 days. Like, is it camp? Is it... Like, what? what is your hot air balloon pitch? Uh, I think they're in New Mexico, and they want to have a hot air balloon in the, like, event that they'd have hot air balloons but they need to like find time to make the hot air balloon. It's like it's like the kids. Yeah. So it's kind of like um catch that kid. Um I was saying it's it's more though. like uh it's more like a save the rec center type movie. Oh, okay. It's the other genre of kids movie. There's October Sky and Save the Rec Center. What about Catch That Kid? Your uh, classic heist film. So it's just yeah, it's just about like the town and community coming together to make a a hot air balloon is the kid like dying or something that the kid (laughs) why would the town come together Um, maybe yeah at the beginning of the movie the kid was in an accident and now he wants to fly in a hot air balloon so he can feel like he's flying because he lost his legs or something wow what a heavy movie this isn't early. This is still back in the day where you know we did Tiger Cruise. Not all of these were like yeah, Tiger super... Cruise is a nine eleven movie. I know exactly. They're not all low key. I should have given you when it came out. 
You said it was 2000. Well, no, I know 2000, but like release date. The year 2000. It came out in January of 2000. I don't know, man. I'm. It's it's a, it's a community takes a village hot air balloon movie. Okay. So you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. It's basically Sky High. Oh wow! So it is superheroes. It is superheroes. Okay. So it is about. I a- could tell when you were like, "Really? You don't think it's superheroes?" <laughs> well. You just love Sky High so much that I was surprised you didn't want to do a yeah, superhero Yeah, fair enough, movie. fair enough. Um, so, yeah, it's about a teenager who comes from a family of superheroes, but he doesn't have powers. <gasps> oh, no. And he's hoping they're going to emerge by his 14th birthday. And at the same time, this weird... It's almost like the 13th year, too. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um... The 13th year just came out at, up at work recently, and I was like, how does anyone else know what this movie is? <laughs> That's another one where they clearly did the title to not be about mermaids. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, meanwhile, there is this activist group that's distributing CD-ROMs about the environment and Are they the bad guys? They're the bad guys. <laughs> so darn of, environmentalists. No, so one of them... Is, like, one of the group members is a programmer, like, hoping to, like, teach people about this. And then her partner is decided to actually code them to brainwash people. Oh, no. (laughs) So they, and thus committing crimes for him. And, but people are not doing them correctly. So the superhero family is, like, investigating them. It's a silly movie. Yeah. And... But the the little the the boy who has no powers, um, has become started to become hypnotized by the CD-ROM. That's what they're distributing. Just to reiterate, they're <laughs> distributing CD-ROMs that are brainwashing people. <laughs> My free AOL minutes. <laughs> um, and the boy, so he's kind of getting brainwashed. He has not. He doesn't develop his powers on his birthday, and with the help of his grandfather, pretends to inherit them. So he does a ah, very classic. classic. And the ne'er-do-well coder is using... The ah, f- those ne'er-do-wells, they never do well. Um, so the ne'er-do-well is the partner programmer, the partner programmer, the one that wants to use the CD-ROM for good. She is friends with the boy that does not develop powers, it's and a, so it's a classic he superhero using... movie setup of like, okay, the people with powers they can't control, they can't defeat someone who's doing like mind control. Yeah, and he almost reveals his secret identity at like what would be his first superhero reveal, despite the fact that he doesn't have powers. Um, and then the guy figures out that oh, that's him, kind of thing, and Scott's. The, the main boy starts, like, figuring out, like, okay, something's wrong. They, with the power of friendship, capture the, the ne'er-do-wells, and they stop the computer, and they ultimately, like, erase people's memories to help preserve the identities of the family. So he never gets the powers? He just finds a way to help save the day? I, I mean, he's given a superhero name, so maybe... <laughs> the plot summary does not elucidate fully. He's just, like, clever and smart. He's a computer guy. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I feel like it would have said, although maybe Sky High doesn't. It feels like first draft of Sky Sky High. High. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm not mad about that, I don't think. It it looks fun. I love Sky High more than I should, naturally, so 
I was very excited when I saw that this was a a decom that we haven't done yet. Yeah, yeah, and it is on Disney Plus. Okay. All right. Up, up, and away. They I, should have done that for the musical. <laughs> a superhero musical. We that know how be, that, that would be loony. We know how that ends. We, no one wants that. <laughs> Turn off the dark. <laughs> Troy Bolton. I hear the music's pretty good. Anyway. <laughs> so that was Up, Up, and Away and Minute 22 of High School Musical 3, Senior Year. Until next time, you can find us on social media at Amateur Nerds. Or at Wildcat Minute on Tumblr. You can also send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know what your favorite underknown, under underappreciated superhero movie is. Is it Xena? Warrior Princess? I'd call her a superhero. She's got magical powers. Is it Watchmen? Ooh. V for Vendetta? That's a graphic novel movie, not a superhero movie. But it's Alan Moore still, so... More like Alan Less, anyway. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And Joseph Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. He did the music. I've been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll see you next time to find out if they start singing about their lives and wants, you can bet on it. <laughs>